This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Arsenal news show. Um, I am assuming that my internet connection is still not 100% fixed. Basically, we found out what the issue is and the issue is Sky, you'll believe it or not. Sky are the issue with our issues uh, is what it is. So we're starting with me in a small box (laughs) because you can probably... Not really see me, uh, unfortunately. But it is what it is. We deal with it. We move on. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, you, that you can see the slideshow over just me. Uh, so let me know, honestly, in the chat box how things are looking, because only you know. Uh, <laughs> only you know how things are looking. Uh, although, to be fair, I can see on the stream myself, yeah, I'm looking a bit fuzzy. Um, but you can still see the main screen, and that's what matters, and you should be able to hear me absolutely fine as well. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Morning to Matt G, to Olu, to Jose, to Bobby, to Mark, uh, Trevor, Brad, Stevie, Paul, Xander, Rohit, uh, Tariq. Good morning to you. It's been a while since I've seen you in the chat. Trevor, uh, Manu, Afsar, good morning to you guys. Marcus, Vladimir, uh, Trevor, Wrath of Aries, GZTV for you, Harvey. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Jeff, thank you so much for the kind donation, mate. That's really, really welcome uh, of you. Thank you so much for the continued support of the channel. Um, Lono says, Tom, please tell Spurs fans to get back in their box over Kane scoring more Premier League goals than Thierry Henry. Uh, one thing to win things and the other thing uh, hasn't happened for the other. Look, you can score as many goals as you like, but if you haven't won anything, it means jack. Um, it means absolutely nada, nothing, zero, zilch. You've got nothing to show for it, nothing at all. I mean, even Alan Shearer won a Premier League title, uh, getting that amount. I mean, who can, to be honest, Thierry Henry, despite not scoring as many goals as Alan Shearer, is considered a better player than Alan Shearer, without a doubt. So you can always talk to you know about the number of goals you've scored but unless you've actually won things it's it's very very different when you start comparing players at the top of their game are we going to sit here and say Kane's a bad player no 
he's not a bad player. He's clearly a very, very good player. He's a very good goal scorer and he's played in a team that he should have left a long, 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 long time ago. And players are always going to come along and beat records. That's what records are there to be set for, to be beaten. And so it's happened. But look, it's absolutely nothing on Omri and even the highest scoring Premier League player in the league's history is not a better player than Thierry Henry because Thierry Henry is the greatest Premier League player, arguably, alongside Dennis Bergkamp, to ever play in this league. So, simple as that. I hope that's answered your question. Anyway, let's crack on with today's stories. As always, please do go subscribe to the Arsenal way. We are less than 500. I need to change this image and update it. We're less than 500 subs now away from hitting 10K. So, continue to show your support over on the channel. Link in the description as always. And uh, the written work that came out from myself uh, yesterday and this morning did a, a few pieces looking specifically at how Kevin De Bruyne could be a bit of a template for Mikel Arteta regarding how to get the best from Martin Odegaard and who he needs to partner him with, similar to how Bernardo Silva partners De Bruyne in their most attacking lineups. Uh, you've then got one story about how the three kind of key changes for Mikel Arteta and what he has made in 2022 and seeing how he's enabled Arsenal to improve a lot more. And lastly, is a story surrounding the latest information on Erling Haaland and his possible move to Real Madrid uh, or Manchester City and how that will affect Arsenal's striker hunt. Uh, and there's actually some interesting information about that. So I implore you, go over on my profile, link in the description on football.london and get yourself educated on a couple of topics that are breaking. Oh, that's weird. There we go. Uh, Alexandre Lacazette, French striker. As we all know, Arsenal's 30-year-old assisting beast. Uh, is there anyone that can assist quite like Alexandre Lacazette? The answer is probably no at this moment in time. Seven assists in his last nine games in the Premier League. I mean, that's a ridiculous return, to be fair, and considering where he plays and the amount of assists that usually strikers end up getting, that's a brilliant return for the other team. Obviously, he would love to see the goals go in for him. They're not, and that's fine because the goals are going in for other players and he's setting them up, and that's all fine with me. However, there is an interesting debate that is going to be raging across Arsenal social feeds because news keeps on filtering through that Arteta and Arsenal may be changing their minds about whether or not to offer Lacazette a brand new contract. I have always turned around and said that we should be looking to sign two strikers in the summer. I feel like Lacazette's time at Arsenal is kind of done. We need to move on. We need to close that chapter of the book. But it doesn't look like that is actually going to happen. It looks like we're going to signing up to a new contract, which I just can't really get behind unless we just are signing that one striker. If you told me that we're only going to sign one striker in the summer, then sure, it makes sense. But what I can't really get at the moment is my head around whether or not we should add him to another contract, which would arguably be another pay rise as well, which would put him close to that £200,000 per week mark. I'm not sure whether or not a striker that's scoring and has scored, what, three Premier League goals this season, we should be signing up to a new deal or not. I think that we should be looking to go for the two strikers in the summer. There are plenty that are going to be out there. We've got money to spend. We could do it. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a weird one. We'll get some of your thoughts and feelings on that in the Q&A section. Um, but let's move on to our next story, which is 
the Lucas Paqueta, the Leon Brazilian attacking midfielder who can play in a number of positions, can play wide, can play as a second striker, as a false nine, can play in central midfield. He's played in all manner of areas for Leon and came in to basically be the replacement for Hussein Alwar, who never ended up leaving. And so the pair have played together and Lucas Paqueta has certainly become Leon's best player since moving there, unsurprisingly so as well. Because, look, he's a player that is... I think was written off from his time at AC Milan and has gone to to Leon and absolutely smashed it. Arsenal are supposedly looking at a possible summer move for him. I think that he will move somewhere else. I think there are going to be a lot of big, big clubs chasing, including PSG, who are very interested in Lucas Paqueta and taking him into the side next season. But he could be a player that plays brilliantly in that kind of role next to Erdegaard. I was just talking about how maybe Kevin De Bruyne's partner, Bernardo Silva, is kind of a good template of how we should partner Erdegaard with someone who can play more offensively in the midfield rather than, say, a Fabian Ruiz or a, a Ruben Neves. Lucas Paqueta, I could see playing alongside Erdegaard and being a very, very offensive-minded midfield three against teams that we need to try and pick up points in that you have must not must-wins, but you know what I mean, the, the games that you're expected to win. Games like Burnley, games like Brighton, games like Crystal Palace that we dropped points in this season, we weren't able to score enough in those games. That's the type of game I want to see us go and see us play in those roles. I don't believe, Dave, that Smith Rowe is the right player for that position. I would rather see Smith-Rowe playing in the wide left position. I think that suits him much more than playing in a more 8-10 kind of position that Erdogan has been featuring in. I'd like to see someone else there and Smith-Rowe kept on that left-hand side. So I personally would move for someone like Lucas Paqueta to give us more options in central midfield and someone who can also cover in a number of attacking midfield positions as well because he is exceptionally uh, versatile but he is a really really top talent and he's proving that this season and last season for Leon and our final story of the day not too much in the world of Arsenal going around right now um, but uh, Marcus Rashford is said to be open to leaving Manchester United according to Fabrizio Romano I've left a poll in the chat box today asking you guys if Manchester United sell Rashford should Arsenal try to sign him so if you haven't yet voted on that and also if you haven't yet dropped a like on today's video make sure you do both of those things drop a like and vote on our poll let me know if you would want to see Lucas Paqueta join Arsenal or not uh, so far just over 200 of you have voted 37% have said yes 63% of you however saying no very seemingly it's much a lot less split than it was when we were talking previously about who was it we did the last part about was it kind of uh, was it Mikel Arteta I think it was along the lines of Mikel Arteta and also Lewandowski of course as well the Lewandowski poll in the chat was very split this one not so much and it seems that a lot more of you guys are saying 65 percent no to Marcus Rashford. But it's an interesting story because if we consider where Manchester United are, a 24-year-old Marcus Rashford is the type of player that should be looking to try and keep hold of as much as feasibly possible. I really do find it a bit strange. I find it very, very odd that Man United are in a position where a player like Marcus Rashford is considering his future. I get that they've signed players. I get that they've brought in some more experienced figures. But with Greenwood out of things, you would have expected the route into the first team for Rashford to be even easier. 
but it really doesn't seem to be the case that Ralph Ranić favours him over anyone else. And when they played against Manchester United, uh, sorry, Manchester City at the weekend, when Rashford came on, they looked worse. They didn't look any better. And he decided to go with a Bruno Fernandes in kind of a false nine role, Pogba playing kind of in a, in a weird midfield role as well, overplaying Rashford. So it's it's really really odd. It's really strange. And if he if we're going to ask the question about where he would fit into Arsenal, does he get in? Over Bakaya Saka on the right? No. Does he get in over Lacazette in the middle at the moment? No. Does he get in over a Smith Rowe or Martinelli on the left? No. He doesn't get into any of those positions. So there's a really strong argument to suggest that Arsenal certainly shouldn't even be considering signing him right now. And you can't really blame Arsenal for not looking at Marcus Rashford because they don't really need him. And to be honest, that's a massive credit to what has happened so far under Mikel Arteta. We're going to go to the Q&A section in the chat box and we'll continue to stay on the small part of the screen um, because, again, the, the feed's not the best still. Hopefully, it's going to be sorted. To give you a bit of an idea as to how bad the internet has been through Sky recently, I've been sending a file over for the Six Aside video since Sunday night. It's 14 gig. It's a big file, but it's on 94% now. It's not done. It's been sending since Sunday evening. It's now Tuesday morning. It's ridiculous how long these things are taking, but it is. That's how long it's taken. And fingers crossed it gets sorted by the time we do the Arsenal way. I'm hoping that once this file was maybe sold, it might enable the load on the internet to be a bit easier. But I've never had issues before, so I don't really get why this is happening, but it is. But we're going to stay on the small screen as we go to the Q&A. Let's go. Okay, Q&A session. Let's get some of your questions in the chat box. Let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, I think the servers can't deal with the techers. I mean, yeah, would you you watch this one. Not so many techers. I had to go in goal for 20 minutes of this game because we didn't have our goalkeeper. So it's absolutely mental. Uh, Fonzie says, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, left-wing rotation. Saka, Elise, right-wing rotation. Felix and Calvert-Lewin as our striking options since they both provide different characteristics. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of talent. You have to say that. There's a lot of talent in a forward line. Whether Arsenal do that in the summer, we'll have to wait and see. Paul says, Tom, I know you like Tillemans. Who else would you be on your summer wish list in midfield? Um, Fabian Ruiz, if we can get that deal done, obviously would be a really good option for Arsenal. I think that he's arguably one of the best, if not the best central midfielder in Serie A right now. And for that reason, I think that you have to look at him as a massive upgrade on what Granite Xhaka already provides. Other central midfield targets, I like Tyler Adams. Uh, I mean, my colleague Josh Williams at Reach provided Florian Neuhaus as a possible option as well from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Ruben Neves, we've discussed too. But as I mentioned, there's there's arguments that we should be looking for maybe a more attack-minded central midfielder to try and fit that role with Erdegaard to then get the most potential out of our forward line in games where we're going to dominate the ball like Manchester City do. Uh, Jade, the Wi-Fi hamster is working overtime, it seems today. Yes, I, honestly, I'm hoping that once we've sent this file across, which is now on 94%, it's ridiculous how long it's taking, then hopefully we'll get something sorted out. Manu says, I'm pretty sure everyone here would like to see Gnabry back with his contract talk stalling. Would you bring him in? Would his high wages disturb our elite bubble? Would he fit in? Well, I mean, we're looking at extending Lacazette's contract at the moment. That could go up to something like £200,000 per week. So is it really that much different, bringing in a player like Serge Gnabry, who's played at Bayern, that's won the Champions League? I feel like he's earned a very decent wage, and maybe we could offer him that. 
So I wouldn't say no to bringing in uh, Serge Gnabry. Um, Matthew says, without Usmanov and Everton having a poor season, can we pick off some of their jewels? Uh, I mean, do they have many? Do Everton have that many players that I'm really looking at that would improve us? Calvert-Lewin has, has continued to struggle a bit, to be honest, uh, since coming back. And, and we're talking about turning ourselves off of Isaac, for instance. And Calvert-Lewin has, even since coming back from injury, has not done that well. Uh, three goals in the nine games he's played so far this season. Uh, he's He was in the squads for the loss. He started the game against Spurs. He didn't. He wasn't in the squad for the game against Manchester City. He was on the bench for the game against Newcastle. He's just not offered enough since coming back from that fractured toe despite scoring in the first three games of the season. I mean, those first three games, Everton won two and drew one. And since he's been out of the team, they've been absolutely dreadful. When you look at their season so far, the last game they won was against Leeds when they won 3-0. Everyone beats Leeds. Uh, and then the last game before that was against us, ironically, uh, back in uh, December. And then before that, you have to go all the way back to September to see their next win. It's been an awful, awful season. And then they've employed Frank Lampard to be the guy to get them out of a relegation battle. Ridiculous choice. And it could cost them their Premier League status. Uh, number one lover says, Tom, how did you keep a straight face when showing Granite Jacker's heat map on the Ruiz analysis? Hey, look, he's got better. I think he's doing a lot more this season. He's doing a lot more going forwards than we've expected from him in previous years. So a bit of respect on Xhaka's name, to be fair, this season. Um, Dan says, Smith is surely good enough to start every game. Are you not worried that he won't get the chance because of Martinelli and that he may want to leave? Ask Manchester City's players whether they want to leave. And we need to try and get to that level if they're not playing enough. We need to get to the level where we're competing for titles. No one should be guaranteed a place in Arsenal's team. You need to be in a position where everyone is fighting. And we can't always be worried that if we rotate or if we drop someone, that they're going to question their future. We can't do that to ourselves. So we need to have Martinelli and Smith-Rowe competing with one another. Not only does it improve the the quality of the team, it improves their own ability to be away from feeling comfortable. And we've had too many players that are comfortable at Arsenal. Olivier Giroud, Hector Bellerin, all of our defenders <laughs> for the last like 10 years were far, far too comfortable. Mustafi, Leno, Czech. I mean, goalkeepers were too comfortable. We brought Ramsdale in and he's absolutely fought his way to number one with ease because of how comfortable Leno was. Dirk says, do you see Erdegaard developing into a more of a Modric type player in his later years? He's still only 23. We've got a long while till he gets to those later years. But yeah, I can see him dropping into the central midfield and being kind of a, a Santi Cazorla style of player. I, I use Santi Cazorla a lot to compare to Erdegaard because I think they've got a lot of similar traits. Erdegaard doesn't have the two-footedness of Cazorla, but he does have a lot of the positional style of Cazorla and the low centre of gravity and the, the dribbling style as well. So And the passing too. And there are a lot of similarities to be drawn between the two of them. Uh, Zana says, Ruiz, David, Felix uh, and Ganabri is our summer business. What would be your expectations for the season ahead? That's a big, big ask to get those four into the team. You're looking at Arsenal spending upwards of what we spent in 2021. So that's asking a hell of a lot. But I am expecting us to spend big, Zander. I'm expecting a striker. Um, to be honest, I would say I'm expecting just the one. I would hope that we would go for two, but I'm kind of now at this point where I'm expecting just the one. Central midfielder, a wide player, but that might that may require Nicolas Pepe being sold. A possible right-back, a centre-back may need to be bought, depending on what happens with William Saliba. We've already brought in a goalkeeper with Matt Turner coming back. 
So we'll have to wait and see. People saying Austin Trusty, he's going on loan in the summer. That's the plan. So uh, a centre-back should still very much be on the cards. Jake says, Tom, do you like cheese? If so, which one's your favourite? I do. Blooming love it, mate. And I can't even pick a favourite because they're all so good. Stilton, love a bit of blue cheese. Soft cheese, love a bit of brie, camembert. It's great. Love it, mate. Jake is top. Great question. Just get the food quick. Anyone that actually did use oh, before I made my Insta private because I really only have personal people on there now. Silly amounts of foods. Hugh Izzy will tell you. Silly amounts of food pics taken on Instagram. Um, love cooking. Nambro says, people need to relax on Rashford. You never know how a player reacts when they move clubs. Look at Ramsdale. If Arsenal sign Rashford, he might find his form. Let's have a quick check on the poll. 63%. 64% say no now. 333 votes. 64% saying no. Tulip says, I think we also need a comp for Martin Odegaard. Someone like Gallagher from Chelsea. Smith Rowe, Gabby, uh, Martin Odegaard, Saka, Gallagher and Pepe would be a hell of a front line. I don't know whether Chelsea would sell Gallagher. Um, I feel like with the way in which their their club is kind of moving, they will be valuing some of those players they might have sent on loan again or sold to get a profit. Now, that may very much change for them in the next few seasons to come. Uh, Anthony Gordon is by far Everton's best player, says Jay. But again, not sure where he plays for Arsenal if we were to sign him. Matthew says, Tom, how confident are you that the club will tie Saka and Odegaard this summer? Um, they signed Odegaard last summer, I think, on a five-year deal. So I don't think we need to worry about Odegaard's contract situation. Saka's slightly different, though. Uh, Saka, I think, will be able to tie down to a new deal. I don't think we'll be getting them up to that £250,000 per week mark. Saka's only on £30,000 per week. We don't need to go up much past £100,000 per week, in my opinion, but he's definitely earned that. We need to make sure that we maintain the wage, kind of the, the structure that we're putting in place. Uh, he who is called uh, says, which four contracts ending in 2022 uh, would we like to try and sign? Kylian Mbappe? His contract's up in the summer. Paolo Dybala, his contract's up as well. <laughs> There's some massive players that see their contracts end. Uh, but Frank Kessier is a good one. Uh, Nusser Mazraoui, uh, again, from Ajax, is, is players. Four, I think you're pushing it. Um, but Kessier and Mazraoui, but I think both of them will probably end up at Barcelona, to be honest. Uh, Jose says, Paqueta has looked good, but if other big teams go for him, it'll be a doubt that Arsenal are able to get him. Yeah, blue cheese, mate. Absolutely. If you're not on the blue cheese hype, you've got to get on the blue cheese hype social. It's the one. It's, it's absolutely the one. Um, Vera says, the play versus Watford left us susceptible to crosses from wing-backs, especially on the left. What happened to our positioning in the game? Because I hadn't seen that happen to us before. I think that what happened was, is that when we made those changes, Lacazette and Pepe, Lacazette coming off, um, Pepe coming on, uh, and Ketia coming on as well. I think it was Martinelli that came off. We we are lacking that energy in the forward line with our subs that we bring on when we're winning games. Lacazette went off. We lacked that out ball. We lacked someone to hold the play up, and Ketia couldn't do that. And we did. We really did lack that player that was going to be able to do that for us. You then have Pepe coming on, who's great in a scenario like Wolves, where you're chasing a game and you need, you're on the front foot and you're trying to score. But when you're leading. Pepe's not the best player to come off the bench, to be fair. Uh, and I would have probably rather seen Nuno Tavares come off and play slightly ahead of either Tierney or Cedric to give them a bit more defensive cover than what Pepe would have provided. So I think that's probably what happened. Um, and unfortunately, we just didn't have the personnel coming off the bench to deal with that. I also think there's an element of, of suggesting and looking at the amount of goals that we're conceding in the last 20 minutes of games. 
I think we've considered something like 14 of our 29 goals have been in the last 20 minutes of games. We need to be able to see games out better. And that's on the manager and the players to try and sort that out. Uh, Jonathan David or Patrick Schick. Uh, Schick would be my priority, Hilmi, just for his characteristics and the ability to play as a single striker. Uh, Shyam says, Tom, as a United fan, I feel Rashford is let down. 70 goals and assists in his last two seasons. One season he has struggled and people slander him. Has he really scored that many? Because that's a mental amount of return if that is 70 goal contributions across the last two seasons. Let me have a quick check on that because that seems, that seems mad if that is the case. Uh, looking back at 2021, Rashford had 21 goals and 15 assists. 19-20, he had 22 goals and 12 assists. Wow, that is an incredible return, you have to say. I mean, that's mad when you think about it. One season tips the balance between what people think about a player. And the season before that, 13 goals and 10 assists. 18 goal contributions in the Premier League. Look, Rashford, you look at those statistics and you find it mad that he's dropped off this season. To be honest, he's dropped off because he's played how many minutes? 868. He's dropped off because they've got Ronaldo. He's dropped off because they've had you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and then Ranić's come in and played a completely different style. I think, Shyam, you've raised a really good point. And maybe Arsenal fans are writing Rashford off far, far, far too easily. 64% of people suggesting no. Those stats are pretty incredible for a 22 and then 23-year-old. That's that's crazy. And Dan, to say that you've never rated Rashford after seeing how many goals and assists he's got, I think that's it's a bit naive. Dan, I'll be very honest with you. To say that you've never rated him, that's really the return is is factual. It's there for everyone to see. The question for me is where does he play for Arsenal? And do you bring him in and then block the paths of Martinelli and block the paths of uh, Smith Rowe? And the thing is, is, I'm not sure that you do. That's why. If we didn't have those players and you know we were looking for someone on the left wing, you can't really argue and say that he wouldn't add something to this team. But because we've already got Martinelli and because we've already got Smith Rowe, that does change things. Uh, that changes things a lot. So despite Rashford being very, very much uh, a very decent player, um, I think it's because of the players that uh, are already here uh, that ultimately we've already got at the club. Um, Jeff, thank you for the donation. Um, that's weird. Sorry, get married in August. So apologies for that. Uh, Vera says the problem of wingbacks was happening from the start before the subs. That's how they scared Kiko Femenia, uh, and he had acres on the overlap as well. Uh, look, I think that with the wingback situation is that when we come up against someone like Liverpool, where their fullbacks are so, so clear, we may need to go to a back three in that game, bring holding in, change the system up a bit. I'd be more than open to seeing that because when teams really use the fullbacks, they can get in behind quite easily and we need a way to stop that. So possibly going to a back three would help us to combat that a lot more. Um, Tulip says, I voted no, but my bad. I was unaware of those stats. Have to reconsider thoughts on move and where he would play. I think you definitely should think about it more than just kind of the, uh, excuse the pun, but rashly thinking about it and not considering how many goals and assists he's had. Oscar, thank you so much, mate, for becoming a brand new member of the channel. Chat box, make sure you give Oscar a very, very warm welcome. 
um, to the chat box. And I've not seen you, Oscar, in the chat. So uh, thank you so much for uh, joining and welcome to the crew. Marcus says, have you been practicing the cup song for your wedding? Uh, the cup song is, you know, it's in the works. Let's, let's just describe it as that. It's, it's in the works. Uh, Manu says, Tom, I want to defend the Rashford haters. If he wasn't on such a high wage, this vote would have been different. Ready? Uh, really do rate him, I think is what you're saying. Uh, look, let's have a look at the poll. It's slightly changing, uh, getting a few more votes on the yes side of things, but 400 of you now voted. 65% of you, though, still saying no to Marcus Rashford. It's mad when you look at his stats, though. When you look at the goals and assists, the contributions, he has been one of the best performers in the Premier League in the last few years, and yet completely written off by so many people it's more like it's more so the comments that we had in the chat box that was just like no don't want him no not good enough i'm sorry but i wouldn't say rashford isn't good enough for arsenal i think rashford is definitely good enough for arsenal the problem is as i've said is the number of personnel that are already in his positions at arsenal uh, philip says when it comes to the lacquer uh, the club will not only save about 35 to 50 million on buying a second striker it will also save on signing a, uh, on a signing fee and he will be made captain. Also, he will cover first few games of next season. Possibly, mate. Look, it's. I just think that there's an argument that maybe moving on from Lacazette to two new forwards is the way forwards. But I understand the argument, especially if we're only able to, say, bring in one striker in the summer. Uh, AFC Tivadai says, I voted no, but I think I may have been a bit rash after hearing those stats. Abdul says, is Saliba going to leave Arsenal by signing for Olympic Marseille? Abdul, the honest answer is, Despite my understanding that Saliba's intentions are to return, I just don't know because I'm not sure what Mikel Arteta's intentions are with William Saliba 100%. He's spoken about him positively. He's spoken about him saying that he's our player. But there's no indication from you know the things that aren't published and the things and the whispers that you hear behind the scenes that he is going to integrate him into the squad next season. So I'm really not sure. Keep your eyes peeled onto Football London because obviously we'll keep you up to date with all the stuff there. But... It's that I'm just not 100% convinced that Saliba will be here. I want him to be. Don't get me wrong. I really want us to integrate him and I will be very critical if we let him go. But I'm just not 100% convinced that he is going to be here next season. But I hope that I'm wrong on that and I hope that he proves me wrong. Uh, Not he. I hope that the club proves me wrong in that sense. Start the poll again. Shall we end the poll and start it again? (laughs) Let's start the poll again for the last five minutes quickly. Would you sign Rashford after seeing stats? Has that changed your mind about Rashford? For those that are listening on audio-only platforms, you can tell that I'm typing here. <laughs> um, let's get that poll in for f- a few minutes and then we'll get a reaction. So new poll. Having now seen the stats about Marcus Rashford that he scores in 2021, he scored uh, 21 goals and got 15 assists for Man United. And in 1920, he got 22 goals and 12 assists. And in 1819, uh, he got 13 goals and 10 assists. It's look, that's 23 goal contributions in that season. The following season, he raised that to 67. Uh, and then in 2021, it's then gone up to uh, 98, 108. 113 uh, 113 goal contributions in three seasons that's mental that is mad that is a mad return 113 goal contributions in three seasons before this year that's crazy uh it is a lot more split 51 percent of people 
have, having seen those stats, uh, saying no still, but 47%, uh, it's just dipped again, saying that it has changed their mind a bit after seeing that 113 goal contributions in three seasons, that's getting you more than 30 goal contributions a season across all competitions. It's just this year where things have dipped, where Man United have been in a bit of a rut. I think that people, I, 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 there's an argument that even with the players that we've got, you could say, you, you, could, you could say that we could bring him in and see if we can fit him into the team and see if we can get him into the team and rotate. It's really difficult. Um, it's difficult to answer the poll, says Jonathan, because it changes his view, but only slightly. Uh, so there you go. Uh, see Daniel saying I'd rather bring back Welbeck. Dan's just our resident troll for the Discord server, so you know, just don't you have to take Dan too seriously. <laughs> uh, Maximir says he's not leaving Man United. Tom, these are just clickbait rumors. I'm not. Um, as I say, it's Fabrizio Romano's reported the story, so there you go. Uh, Raf says Rashford is a good player, but I think the amount that we would have to spend, and considering he doesn't really want to play up top, I think would put our money on a top striker instead. And it's a really solid argument. Anyway, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you to the over 600 of you that are watching. Again, apologies that the stream feed is still looking a little bit dodgy. Hopefully, uh, by tomorrow morning, uh, we'll have sorted out the internet issues. We're on 97% now for this file that's being sent. For those that don't know, I've been sending a 14 gigabyte file for about 20, well, nearly 48 hours it might be. And the internet from Sky has been awful. So hopefully that it should sort it out, it should, well, sort itself out very soon. Fingers crossed. Uh, we're going to reset the router as well before the Arsenal Way stream that you can join me for at half nine. So do join me at half nine um, a little bit later on today. And uh, fingers crossed we can bring you some more Arsenal news and have a good discussion about Rashford. I do want to have a more discussion about Rashford as well. So do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe if you're new. Go watch the Arsenal Lounge from last night as well with myself, Mo and Shaheen. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning for the next show. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.